You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. from Flannel Beaver Studios, this is the Roman Podcast, almost out of quarantine edition. I'm your host, Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Cast. Mr. <sighs> Cast, what's shaking these days, man? Not too much, not too much. Apparently, now in uh, in, in in our country, or our, or our province, uh, as of this, as when this episode is released on the audio podcast, uh, it is going to be a mandatory to wear masks into stores and stuff like i think like that it, it depends on the city but i know the city of toronto uh, is implementing it right uh, unless you have a, a medical reason where you can say i i can't wear it because of this reason yep um yeah so it's gonna be mandatory uh which is coming on the same day today mm-hmm. uh, we're recording this on a monday uh today is the first day since march we have not recorded a death from covid19 in the entire province. Yes, it's amazing so, news. So so wear a mask and just just real to the point and again it's it yeah, you know I see you know I say every week it's not a, this is not a political show then I go on a political rant. Well, this wearing a <laughs> mask wearing a mask is not a political issue. I'm going to say that right off the top. I wear a respirator at work every day and you know I'm I'm older. I smoked for 23 years. I quit 10 years ago, but I have not been kind to my respiratory system. You can wear a mask. Um, you're you're going to be fine. Um, I saw something on Facebook today where, you know, us in the great white north, you know, when it gets real cold and we put a scarf over our face to save our nose and cheeks from frostbite. Yeah, same thing. And our so, lungs. Like literally yeah. to set off your asthma, I, I have to wear a mask. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have to wear like a scarf to prevent the cold air from, from it's, it's too abrasive for your lungs. If you have asthma, it's a tough asthma. Yes. We've all, we all have a reason for wearing it. So, um, now, I know we have a, a huge American listening audience, yes. right? We know our friends from around the world are doing their best to control everything. Yes. Uh, the stat that I saw was pretty amazing, whereas if you take China, Korea, uh, uh, Vietnam, um, Philippines, uh, all the entire of Europe uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and parts of South America combined, which is 2.6 billion people, right? only have... 6,000 cases of the virus currently. Currently. Uh, which, and, um, which our friends in the U.S. are 330 million. Yeah. Right? And they have a quarter of all the cases. Yes. Right? So I know <sighs> thing for our friends down south, you know, to, to be independent. You know, like it's a, it's a country of individualism. Of course. Don't spread on me. Don't tell me what to do. It's always about the self and not about the collective, mostly. Right. Yes. <laughs> You know, not always, but yeah, yeah. that's how they're, that's the American spirit. We get it. But uh, look, when we in Canada and Mexico are both closing our, bor- our borders to you, <laughs> yeah, saying, come on. we're not letting those fucking guys in. <laughs> Maybe you should think about, you know, wearing exactly. a mask. And again, again, people while, I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. This is not a right or left issue. Just please wear a mask. The facts are out there. Don't. Oh, I've done some research. What did you research? Did you Google somebody? Did you, did you look on the internet till you found somebody that agreed with your opinion? This is an, an adaptation yeah. of, of, a, of, a, of a joke. Okay. Okay. But deaths from COVID-19 don't determine who's right. No. Only who's left. 
Exactly. Exactly. So people wear a mask. And when you're going to the public places, I know us here. And I think in, in my, in the town I'm in starts Wednesday, I believe. So, you know, yeah, we're, a, lot, a lot of places are going phase three. Right. Uh, and already in phase three, I think we're finally where we are, where I am. Yeah. We're one of the hot spots. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. You were hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, it, it's just, it, everybody else was opening up their doors and being able to go into restaurants and where I live in the town, I live the town South of me and then Toronto East of that. Yeah. We're the three and also Windsor, they're the three and four areas that were the worst, but Windsor was because a lot of migrant workers yep. come in and they've all like, there's like a batch of 90 that all got it at once. Yeah, so I know, except I know. for that area, uh, they're having problems with the migrant farmers catching it except for that where the, there's just these three small, re- these three, sorry, not small, these three regions left where we're not pulling our boots up like we're supposed to. Now we're doing yes. much better than a lot of places in the world. Of course. Or, or on par, I should say. And everybody else in the world, you, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. You know, our friends in, friends in America, look, you're our friends. You're yes, our please. Yeah. We want to come see you. want to come visit you. You know, take these things seriously so, you know, so that, yeah, everybody survives. That's what yes, I want to go back to America, please. Yes, uh, Randy uh, Sylvie, he's from uh, EMC Podcast Network. He's uh, He agrees. He just ch- chimed in saying, yeah, it's tr- it's truly disgusting what's happening down there. And he's down there. So, yeah. And again, we're not, we're not poo-pooing the yeah, U.S. Well, yeah, we, we're not, we're not yelling at you. We're not giving you shit. We're just, we're, we're, because honestly, we're concerned. Like, yes. I, I, it's like, I, uh, the, the largest group now being affected are actually young people. Now there's a, there's, there's starting to see less, less deaths because young people can survive it a little, you know, a little bit better. Yes. But there's still that risk of passing it on to the old people. And again, and- not to sound preachy, but we are up here. We, we kind of know what it's all about socialized medicine and doing things yeah. for others when it comes to taking care of others. Yeah. That's <laughs> we, part of our culture. It is it, exactly. So we don't, again, we don't want to sound preacher or another, but it just, please wear a mask. We can get through this. We're, we're desperate to come back. Uh, I've had one, two, I, th- I think I've had two or three things canceled in the U S so yeah. far. And we have and, lots of American friends who love to come up here as well. Absolutely. Like a yeah. lot of them are getting fined because they're supposed to, there's an exception. I won't say what the exception is that allows them to, to, to come through the country. Right. And a lot of them are not following what they're supposed to do and right. decide to go and be a tourist with no masks and just like it's back home. And they've been fined heavily. Yes. Exactly. You know, so, so people are, are, are not afraid to call the health department or call the cops and go, uh, I see the American not wearing a mask. Yes. I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> fucking guy is tea. Ice tea, exactly. I, I, yeah. But actually, you know, it's funny. I used a French accent, but they did a, a survey across the country. And the highest level percentage wise of people who would allow Americans to cross the border right now are French. Are, are Quebecers oh, at 26%. Of course. Damn it. Quebecers didn't even follow. Quebecers are very independent too. They didn't even follow yeah. themselves, right? <laughs> it took months to get them to get in line. So uh, 26%. But the, the lowest was BC at 6%. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So literally, we're saying shut the border down. Whereas normally Americans are like, well, oh, you guys are always trying to come into our country. And we're you like, know what uh, we do? We're, we're going to be able to build a wall. No, we're going we're gonna to keep this locked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to build now. a wall. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be outstanding. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be made of ice yeah. and snow. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can come in. Uh, look, hey, uh, you can come into our country and everything. So it's no problem, eh? But you. You got to answer a couple of uh, Canadian questions, all right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, exactly. Just uh, wipe your feet at the door. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get off this mask up and, and just. Well, before this please. ends, I want to uh, I want to uh, send uh, condolences to the uh, Cordero family. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Nick Cordero uh, was a huge theater actor. It was amazing talent. He's worked with a lot of people I know, 
a lot of people are extremely heartbroken. He lost his battle. He was only, yeah. I believe he was only 41 years old. Yeah. You know, he has a wife and, 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 and kids and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a tough break. So that's why we, we push so hard on this is because we, we've lost quite a few, you know, friends, families, loved yeah. ones. And we, we're losing, you know, people from all like from, from politics to scientists to we're, we're losing great people. So, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Oh, Randall's Randall's just chiming in. He uh, being from America himself, he says, Hey, we're number one in all things. COVID deaths. <laughs> we got this thing. We got this on lockdown, but like not an actual lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you, Randall. That's we got awesome. this like on a quarantine where we sneak out once in a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got okay. a couple things to get into. I yes, saw sir. something. There was an older article saying that uh, on Sesame street. And then again, this is older, but it, it's, by the time it made the rounds, and I think uh, like a mutual friend, of, uh, one of my friends commented on it, so that's how it showed up on my feed. Sesame Street had a Muppet that had to be consoled or, to, or given advice to because that Muppet had a parent that was addicted to opioids. Wow. That's, they're, yeah, yeah. They're getting some deep shit, man. <laughs> so they do get some deep shit. And, and again, I have to say uh, a buddy of mine, Jason Burnett, and I, I, I don't know if he lifted this. It's just amazing. But he, he uh, chimed there. There's a bunch of chim- people chiming in. Oh, this is disgusting. This is stupid. This and that. And then he, this is verbatim. I copied it because I wanted to, to, to just, right. I'm getting total credit. This is not me. This is Jason. Here it is. We had a Vietnam war vet who lives in a trash can, Mr. Oscar the Grouch. The gay couple, Fred and Bert, or Bert and Ernie, uh, sorry, uh, plus the OCD man, the Count, uh, the gender bender, Big Bird, plus his helpless addict, the Cookie Monster, and the unipolar, depressed Snuffleupagus, and more. Yeah, so uh, the Muppets have been dealing with a lot of shit and dealing and show, teaching kids well, how to yeah, deal with their shit. Well, those technically, I think those are puppets. Muppets at the Muppets Jim Hansen's creations. Yes. Which is like scooter. And, uh, believe me, believe me, the vampire guy, he counts. I can assure you. (laughs) That's fucking a dad joke. That is so bad. (laughs) I can't take credit for that. I saw that earlier this week. I was just, I was setting you up. That's not mine. Anyways, the characters on Sesame street. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever heard, I've ever heard them referred to as Muppets. You may be correct, sir. I, I just, I've never heard that. Uh, and, but anyways, that's why Kermit is both a, on the Muppet show and on Sesame street. It's <gasps> true. He is mind blown. Right. He was, right. remember his newsflash. <laughs> yeah. And he would also like, he'd sit with like a little girl and teach her how to count or how to do ABCs yeah. or mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you may be right, sir. Yeah. Kermit. I'm big enough to admit that I may be. <laughs> you don't know. Missing a few pieces here. All right. Missing a few. You missed a few episodes. So anyway, yeah. So Jason, Brennan, that, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And again, this is this is educating children. And I can I I've lost uh, a loved one due to opioids. I'm not going to get into it, but it, it, you mean so it's it it affects everybody. So yeah. if it's educating people, educating people, pardon me. Uh, then yeah, you know it's uh you know all all the better. So. On a happier note, you want to go happy? Well, this is kind of happy, but this is not like like yay happy. But uh, let me just, you know what? It the year is two thousand and twenty, correct? Motherfucker, when did this happen? Well, and it's been a, it's been a shit show, but uh, not all of us are passing away in two thousand twenty. 
And actually, if you, uh, I was looking at something just today. Do you want to hear some names of some of our favorite celebrities that are turning 70 in 2020? Yeah, there's a... Uh, are you sure you want me to go through this? Now, this, I know there's a these couple people are alive. Yes. These people are alive. So let me just run through some things here. Do it. Uh, let me see which stars attorney. Um, Stevie Wonder. Okay. Hey, yeah. William, William H. Macy. Wow, yeah. Dipple Shepard. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Bill Murray. Jay Leno. Oh, fuck. Martin Short. 70 years old in 2020. Dr. Phil. 70 years old. Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> He's 70 years old. Morgan Fairchild. You realize that's a woman, right? Yes. Yeah, that, but that was John Lovitz, remember? <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. I thought yeah, you were doing your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan Fairchild. I thought, you were, I thought you were doing Morgan Freeman's voice. I'm like, no, no, you know that's not Morgan Freeman, right? <laughs> yes, I, and I would not attempt Morgan Freeman. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Just <laughs> climb through 500 yards of shit smelling foulness. Why he chose enchilada night, I would never know. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I'm really sorry. <laughs> that's hilarious. Enchilada uh, <laughs> night, Family Guy. Check it. Check it out. Check out the, the Family Guy spoof of uh, Shawshank Redemption. Anyway, uh, Victoria Principal. Wow. Yeah, Seven. she's still stunning. It's unreal, man. I've seen her photos. Yeah. Um, Princess Anne, uh, Prince Charles' little sister. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Oh no, Huey Lewis is seventy. Huey's going through some challenges, man, but he's still still amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going through some shit. Let me just um, Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry. Yeah, well, no, he looked like he was seventy when we were in our twenties. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. Ed Harris. Uh, who hey, else? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver, is seventy. Peter Frampton, 70. Um, Oscar-winning actor William Hurt, 70 years old. Uh, Peter Gabriel, oh, 70 years old. Who else is going on here? Let me see. Just go. Oh, um, Ron Perlman, 70. He's a strange-looking cat. Oh, that dude that's always sucking Jamba Juice there on the TMZ. Harvey Levin. Yeah, right. Stephanie. You know, he's always looking cool and hip and young with the kids. He's 70. Really? Yeah, he can stop. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. Billy Ocean. Um, the guy that uh, yeah. I was the tiger that she wanted to tame. Yeah, him. Billy Ocean. He's 70. Pretty easy to tame that what tiger. Was a, what was a song? Lady? No, Billy. Lady? Caribbean Queen. Caribbean Queen. That's the one. <laughs> and when the tough get going and the going get tough. Remember that video with... Uh, oh, shit. Very 80s sn- uh, snap symbol. Uh, <laughs> uh, the snare. The, yes. the reduced snare where they... <laughs> Where there's no um, reverb, you know when you hit the snare it goes, dish, dish. yeah, exactly. And you know, the '80s was, dish, dish. so all the songs were like that. And they brought that back, by the way, which everybody hated. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's it's terrible. Oh, Riley's chiming in here, a good buddy, Riley. 2020, the year of the graying. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, and then we're talking about oh, everybody's in their 70s, but what we're saying is, in the next decade, we're gonna lose our entire childhood. Yes. Everybody we've ever watched on movies and TV, they're just going to get, they're just going to disappear. We're going to be looking yep. at our peers and uh, people younger to us now when we talk about people, because like it's going to be like talking about Cary Grant and Gary Cooper and all the different great Ooh. actors from. Hey. 
all the great actors from the past, singers and dancers. And, and, and like my parents used to talk about people They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I saw, you know, like a Bur- a Milton Burl at this place here. Yeah. Well, you know, we like, lost, Milton we lost Car- Carl Reiner this, this, this week. Carl was, you know, we saw, you know, obviously his son's still alive, Rob Reiner, but I think yeah. Rob's probably in his seventies. Yeah. Well, Carl was 98 and again, mm-hmm. it's not a shock, but still it's like, it's, it is, it, it's a loss. Oh, one last one I wanted to save for you. I know this is probably a personal favorite. Marky Post. Really? From Night Court fame, 70 years old. I have seen her recently. I, you have masturbated to a 70-year-old. I can guarantee you. you <laughs> right Not here. yet. Not yet. Well, no, I have but masturbated you... to people who've turned 70 eventually. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, it might have been 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> sure. I think yeah. the best line for Marky Post wasn't even her line was that she wore a, a, a blouse that had an open kind of like a teardrop cut in the front where you could see her cleavage for the first time right, right. ever on that show. And she had a pearl necklace, right? And she decided to wear be a little more risky. You know, like, if I have to be like this, then I will. And she, she just to say uh, you could see her cleavage and she was, she's a huge bosom woman. Yes. And, um, but she, you know, but she dressed to hide it. Right. So anyways, so she was all frustrated and her scene had just finished. And then, Dan Fielding walks up to her, which is John Larroquette, mm-hmm. and he looks down at her. Uh, you think he's looking at her cleavage, right? Or you're not sure, right? And he looks down at her chest, but also at her necklace area, which is wearing that pearl necklace. And his only line is, "Well, those are new." <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. just throws her arms in the air and leaves, yes. leaves the scene. And I was just like, "That is so funny." So many levels right there. It's like, well, what's he talking about? Exactly. You, you're never going to, again, Night Court, one of these shows that we, we can, we should jump in. We should make this a, a special episode on this shit that won't fly today. Oh. Night Court would not, would never fly. But like, it just, it was so funny. I, I, to this day, whenever I meet somebody named Dan. And when he introduced himself, hi, my name's hi. Dan. Dan Fielding? He goes, oh, hi, Dan. Dan Fielding. Hi, Dan, Dan Fielding. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sorry, people. Like just a couple middle-aged well, the guys. The guys I work with on Saturdays are Dan and, uh, I don't know, hello, Dan, Dan. And I say his last name, and he's just like, I, I don't get it. I'm like, I yeah, yeah, I know. It's, But it's, uh, what was yeah, that time there, that basketball player? I forgot which basketball. Will Chamberlain, maybe? No. It was a different basketball player. Right. But he was uh, uh he was on the side of um a building on outside of the building on the roof, or, or sorry, on a, on a ledge. And he's like, Come on, I just need you to come in. He goes, I can't. I'm afraid of heights. And he was like seven feet tall. <laughs> he's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Again, night court. I'm I don't know. I haven't watched it in age. I don't know if it's just like that, you know, that rose-colored glasses we we see our yeah. past in but man yeah, i know funny we had uh roz who was the uh the bla- the bailiff lady the black lady yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. had a great storyline for her and diabetes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and then there was uh i forgot the old lady the uh the old bailiff there the little old oh, lady she passed during the she passed during, during yeah yeah kind of like kind of like a coach from uh cheers thing yeah exactly and then they brought in woody harrelson yeah and then uh yeah what was that fairy anderson's dead Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah, passed yeah. away. Was, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I thought I shocked you there. Why? Yeah, no, for a moment, I was like, "Do I know that?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do. I do know that." <laughs> yeah, so like all in the family, the Jeffersons, they used the. Uh, they had a white guy use the N word on Jeffersons. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was. Yeah, but, he was married to a, a black lady, 
and uh, he was yes, arguing- and they called him the uh, George Jefferson called him the zebra couple, <laughs> like. It just <laughs> again stuff wow it was and, meant to it was meant to shock you to have yeah. that conversation and then you have all in the family of course which is uh, well it just goes to show Archie you bunker you know yeah when 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 the premise of the show was was a a a black man finding prominence and moving up into a penthouse on the east side when it's like look at i made a, mis- a success of myself and i that's so outlandish that could be a sitcom it's yeah. ridiculous it's like what it's like so there, people, for all the arguments that's saying, you know what I mean like it's yeah, no Well that was they were trying to tell the story of well, if somebody uh somebody finds success, yeah, and he happens to be a black man, yep, right? And he's like, How is his world? How is he still dealing with the old world that he yep. came from, the new world that he's now in, but is he not accepted? And also too, uh, overcoming systemic racism. Like it, it was yeah. that was the whole and, and they were doing this in the late 70s. It was it was it was it was quite yeah, a statement and, piece. And, and was, that uh, was the spin-off of All in the Family with Archie Bunker, which is the most racist motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. So but, but he every time he learned his lesson, he never he, got yep. away with being no. Total racist. He would say things, and his wife would be like, "Oh, Archie, you can't talk." Yeah, like and that. it basically it was a mirror for the rest of the world. Yes, that's what he was doing, and it was Sammy Davis Jr. was on there. It was one of the best episodes because Sammy Davis Jr. was <laughs> black and Jewish. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And rumors, possibly, possibly on the part of the Rainbow Coalition. We don't know. We know, but there's yeah. a, there's but a lot we of rumors. Yeah, because he couldn't he couldn't have talked about that stuff. But at one point. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, you Sammy Davis Jr., can I take a picture with you? We're going to show the boys. And he was all excited that it was okay to, to cuddle up to him for his fame. Yes. But as a person, he felt that he was less than. Yeah, but because exactly. he was so talented, he looked past even the fact that you're, you're that. And he would start talking about the Yeah, exactly, that. exactly. So he's yeah. like, well, how about we take a photo together? It was uh, actually Sammy Davis. who went, He's like, yo, oh. sure. And then he's like, let's get real close. And he gets real close and they go to take the photo. And just as he takes the photo, Sammy kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. It was like, and and he was like, oh, uh, uh, and he was like, well, you feel free to show that everybody did. And Paul was like, yeah, I'm going to show everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll show <laughs> Ironically, everybody. yeah, Robert. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so again, it was as, as there was, I think back then it was the guts to say stuff on television, even though it was like, well, that, like I said, all in the family, that Archie Bunker was extremely racist, but he was holding a mirror up to everyone else. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get how do we get political again? Fuck, we keep well, we're not political, just talking about TV shows. <laughs> we're, we're we're just we're just too Canadian. We have to <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but on that you know what? I'm just sick and tired of telling everybody what to do. So on that note, you want to give some unsolicited advice? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's good going from telling people what to do to telling people what to do. I mean, yes, exactly. I appreciate it. You know, I mean? <laughs> exactly. I feel like, uh, oh God, what's their names? The Muppets in the in the balcony, Stadler and oh, St- I know, I know Stadler's the only one. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, people are screaming at their iPhone right now. It's okay. But yeah. I, I, I'll dig it up while you uh, pull up your story. And- you dig it up. All right. So here we go. Here is the unsolicited advice. Are you ready for it? No, but go ahead. Okay. So re- so I recently discovered my boyfriend has been liking so many different girls' Instagram pictures. It seems he only likes them when they're when they're a body picture or a selfie of them alone, none where the other boy is concerned. Amongst the many girls he does it to are girls that he has had past sexual relations with. When I said something about it the other day and the outcome was that I was crazy. I know he loves me 
And other than this, I have no reason to trust, not to trust him, but it just feels so disrespectful. And I know he's not going to stop anytime soon. What do you think? Am I being dramatic or is, or is my partner in the wrong? All right. Real quickly, let me sum this up. Dude's on Instagram. Uh, his girlfriend's obviously on Instagram. She notices he likes a lot of girls' pictures and not in group pictures. It's mostly you know, body shots or selfies. And some of them are former partners. So is she being jealous or? No. She's absolutely in the right. Oh, Because okay. what happens well, is you're dating somebody. And even though it's social media and you're, oh, you're liking their picture, you're liking this, especially when they're like, you know, like the picture's a little more salacious. Yes. Right? Social media is, is equivalent for some people that if you walk down the street and you go, hey, you're hot. Hey, you're hot. <laughs> hey, you're hot. While your yeah. girlfriend's standing next to you. Would, would, yeah. no, would people normally do that? No, it's disrespectful to your girlfriend, yeah. right? So even though she's like, well, am I being, you know, am I being overdramatic? No, you're not because he's doing something that one is affecting you, right? right? So if you say, look, like, uh, uh, I think what you're doing is disrespectful to me by liking other people's pictures. Now, you, I get it. It's You're not really doing anything, but it's people you've had sexual relationships. Like, if, if it was and just strangers, I would have said, well, maybe you could talk to them, whatever. But no, he's been involved with some of them. Right. So that's literally being a fucking dick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, no, you don't like the pictures. And, and normally, personally, I'd be like, whatever. Like, I don't really, you know, like... Uh, I'd be like, I don't really see the big deal about it, but I've seen, I've heard enough women mm -hmm. complain and tell me and also say online that they feel like it makes them feel like they're less. They're not enough. Oh, I, I, it I really I, affects them. And especially you know? with um, you and I might look at social media. Ironically, as I'm saying this, we are streaming live on three different forms of social media. But okay. So the irony is not lost on me, people. Don't worry about it. So, uh, but I know it's like, you don't tell me you love me. It's like, yeah, I tell you I love you all the time. But I've heard of couples where the woman be like, yeah, but you don't tell me on Facebook. Wait, what? It's like, you know, the relationship's not official until it's Facebook official. Yeah. When you, when you say your relationship, but it's like, wait a second. So I got to profess my love on Facebook now too. Like what? Like it, it's for some people, it's important for like, it's kind of like, because they see, they have this syndrome where they watch other people live their lives. You know, right. that, that fear of missing out yes. and you know, the FOMO, the and, uh, yeah. and they're they're basically saying like, "What'd you call me? Oh, look how great their lives is, and they keep rubbing their face." And I just want everybody to know that I'm happy too. But I just wish my boyfriend would tell them to like, you know, kind of write something like this for me, so that I could get a little bit of praise. Now it's kind of a little shallow, but mm -hmm. it's also it's how the world is these days. Yeah, so, I guess so. You know, like when I when somebody asks me, it's like, "Hey, you know, can you post uh, something for my birthday?" So that other people comment on it. And, and yeah, 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 of say, course. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you feel when you get the you know like even though you don't ask for it when it's your birthday and you look at all the you know the, all the notes for people on Facebook saying like happy birthday, you know you feel good about it. You're like oh it's a little bit of love coming back to me. Right. Well, you know if you're always seeing that love out there, but it's never nobody's professing it for you. Women like to be romance, and believe it or not, it used to be Serrano, Serrano the Bergerac, where you'd be like professing your love at a balcony. Right. right? Now that's Facebook. Yeah. You no, know, you must get down on your knee and tell the world how much you love me. <laughs> it seems over dramatic <laughs> and useless, is. but it means a lot to some people. Right. Right. So, so when you're sitting there doing that to other people, 
you're looking around at other balconies going, you are the hottest. No, you are the hottest. <laughs> Honey, shut up, right? It's all in your mind. You are the hottest. You, the one I had sex with multiple times, are also hot. <laughs> absolutely, she is correct because it hurts her. Yep. She feels bad. Mm. She, she feels like she's being, you know, like almost gaslighted into thinking that she's crazy. Well, the thing is, too, it's it's the people are inherently jealous. Uh, you and I, we got we're very older now, and we're just past the point of. Uh, you hope yeah. your partner has a past yeah. because that would be like, you wouldn't be able to cope with the person. Well, the, the person didn't. that you fell in love with, she became that person. She was chiseled and molded by every single past experience. Exactly. So you can't look at her past experience and go, I can't believe you did this, or I can't believe it's something like that. Well, sleep with that guy, give her the courage to do this, become that person, go to school to do this, get away from that asshole. Well, not just you know, it. And, and remember, and, and, like, even it all even, affects her life choices. Exactly. Even all the silly stories that, like, you know, guys share, well, girls have the same stories and the excitement of all these, like, these, these uh, romances and, and throughout their lives, or, or even in high school, the excitement of a first kiss and all of a sudden, why wouldn't you, why would you be jealous of any of that? You don't need to hear about it. It's not like you got to talk to each other. Yeah, but, but, like, like I, but, I, when I was younger it was always like uh you know like uh, couples are always asking themselves well how many people have you been with and oh, oh tell me about all your you know over time you kind of talk about your past relationships no. honestly i'm at the age now <laughs> like i'm at uh, I, I think i've always been this way but it's just like look if, if i like you for you i, I, I unless th there's somebody in your past that's that's currently affecting you now yeah and you want, and we need, and I need to know what that is but you know for safety or whatever well of course yeah if, if nobody's from your past is popped in then i don't need to know i don't yeah. want to know no of course not exactly yeah and it's that's just it for unlawful carnal knowledge fuck right like like for guys it's like oh no someone's had has had knowledge of my wife or girlfriend like it's just <laughs> like you don't need to know that but again you'd be stupid if you didn't think it happened and you would be an idiot to deny a person that, especially at our age. So what? Okay. So back to the original advice. <laughs> You're saying this guy's out of fucking well, line. He's just yeah, like, if if she's like, uh, honey, should I tell you about my past? Like that's a weird way to talk. Uh, that's a weird, weird. That's a weird way for a virgin to talk. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right. And she's like, you know, I got three kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> yeah. it. Virgin births. All yes, right. exactly. moving on. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take care of a little bit of housekeeping. Just for before me. you do, the Muffins' names were Statler and Waldorf. Thank you, thank you, thank All you, right, Mr. Google. Got? We're gonna have to. Now you got a soundboard. We're gonna have to get a like a little. Let's go to the internet. We gotta get like a little <laughs> Google chime or something or something. We'll figure that out. That's coming in. Hopefully, in the new school year, we're gonna do a little revamping once again, as we always do trying to keep this hot and fresh for you people. Obviously seeing us visually on the live stream is not hot or fresh enough <laughs> for some. So we're just going to try to appeal to all. So here we go. A little bit of housekeeping. If you want to find the show, we are at Roman Potting Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can find myself. I am at Robert MM Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Roman Lebeau. He is the Roman Lebeau on Twitter and Instagram and Roman citizens on absolutely everything else in suit, including Snapchat, Christian Grinder, Muppet Frenzy, or yeah. Fetish. Yeah, yes, SerranoTouchMe.com. SerranoTouchMe.com. Don't forget the networks we're on, if we're still on after that comment. Yeah, the EMC Podcast Network, the Tangible Network, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, and also we are sponsored by Emotionally 14. I implore you to Google all four of those places. If you're looking for content to listen to, you will not be disappointed. 
Uh, what else we got? RollingPodcast.com, our website. Take it right to our T Public store. You can get our vintage logo, our current logo, our COVID logo, our season, our whatever season. What's the season? Um, our, our holiday season logo, if you want, if you're getting ready for Christmas already. <laughs> so check RollingPodcast.com for all your Roman Podcast merch. Also, our tasty nude campaign. If you would like to send Roman some tasty nudes, send them to romanpodcast at gmail.com. I'm a happily married man. I don't need the tasty ones, but I can peruse a tasteful nude. If you have any tasteful nudes you would like to send me, I care Rob, same address, romanpodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, our review reach around. If you would like to give Roman or Rob a review reach around, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a star rating and review, and we call it the review reach around. That's right. That's a five-star. Put your fucking masks on, people. Reach your on. <laughs> so until next week, I'm Rob Gast. And I'm your host, Rome LeBeau. And we'll see you next time. Later. You are listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. Make pod. Hi, this is Mark. Congratulations. You have found this amazingly awesome show. Chances are you're listening to it right now on whether it's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or some other mobile app that allows you to stream this amazingly awesome show to your ear holes. And I can't stress how awesomely amazing the show really is. But did you know that you can also catch the latest episode of this show on the Tangibound Network? That's right. Go check out TangibondNetwork.com. You can look them up and you can listen to it right there. It's even mobile friendly. What more could you ask for? which means you can pull it up on your iPhone or your Android, even your Windows phone. Yeah, who has one of those? But still, point remains, you can do it. You can do it. Check it out, tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time.